been a long week since Sunday's Cup exit at Kilmarnock, but Celtic have a chance to right some of the wrongs on Saturday as they take on St Johnson in match day three of this season's Scottish Premiership. This is Tino with the Match Preview Show, and I'm joined today by Sinke. Sinke, hope it's been a good week. What's your initial thoughts ahead of this game with St Johnson? Looking forward to it, Tino. Um, it has been a long week after the result at the weekend. So, Saturday, kick-off, three o'clock at Celtic Park, full house. What's not to look forward to? And especially after the weekend, there's a bit of, a bit of making up to do, making a few wrongs right and seeing if we can get a bit of a reaction um, from the weekend result. Yeah. So just on the, the Kilmarnock stuff, it's not what I dwell on here, but we always look back at the most recent result very briefly before moving on. So any additional comments on last week's defeat now that we're almost a week down the track? We obviously covered it in a bit of detail with Paddy on the weekly show, but yeah. have you got a camera head now, a bit less emotion? Are you, are you still a bit annoyed it's, at some of the, the goings I'm on? Still, I'm still annoyed. I'm still annoyed at it. I've no, obviously... We'll not take dwell on it. Obviously, we've covered it in great detail uh, at the weekend's show. Um... But yet again, I mean, in the press conferences this week, they, they spoke about, Joe Hart especially, as you've seen, spoke about trying to play a new identity and getting used to the manager. I, I just, I'd never seen that on Sunday at all. Um, as I mentioned that in the show, about the lack of identity, um, the shape and stuff like that, I was still a bit confused where people were playing and what their, what their roles were. So I, I'm hoping to see more of that Obviously, against St. Johnson, but at the weekend, I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely work to be done on and off the park. We'll get to Joe Hart's comments in just a wee bit mm-hmm. as we look at the preview, but obviously, Brendan Rodgers was also speaking to the press uh, on Thursday there, yesterday, at Lennox Town. As you'd expect, the injury list was, was top of the tree, and it, it makes her pretty grim reading. So, just to cover through it here, uh, Carter Vickers, Mike Navrocki, and Stephen Welsh all going to be out for around about two months, so... Mm-hmm. Big blow there, three centre-halves. Hitati and Kobayashi should be back after the international break. So their next game after the Rangers game is on the 16th of September. So around about three weeks from now. So hopefully they're back good to go by then. Owen Mikey Johnson should resume training next week. They're a wee bit further ahead with their recovery. And Marco Tilio all still a bit unclear. But the big plus, I suppose, amongst all those uh, minus points, is that Alistair Johnson is back available and is in the squad for St. Johnson. So what do you make of the, the injury situation in general, Sinky? And, you know, regardless of anything else that's going on, you know, with Brendan Rodgers, with signings, non-signings, it's a challenge for any manager to have so many players out, isn't it? Absolutely, especially in key positions. I mean, that, that the centre-half one is a, bit of a, is a bit of a nightmare, to be honest with you. Leaves is really, really short. I mean, we've had, I know Vickers missed... Obviously, the tail end of the season where he was getting this, obviously his, his operation. But to come into a new season and lose a player of his stature, and then even one of the obviously the new signings, Narovsky as well. Um, ideally, that would probably be your 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 first two your first two picks uh, with your new guy coming in as well. So it's very disappointing. But it's great news about Johnson coming back. Um, we have missed him oh, definitely. He was a great signing for his last season, so that's positive news. But it's just all the injuries at the one time, and then even he mixed putting the players been off form as well. It's no, it's not really helped the situation. Um, but as I said, I mean, injuries always give other players opportunities. So Liam Scales, I, w- I was pretty sure he was going to be moved on um, to, back to Aberdeen. He'll probably stay now until at least January because of the injury crisis. So we just need to see how it plays out. But in terms of the injuries, we've not had much luck, especially at the start of a season to lose players of that importance as well. 
Yeah, it's a chance for, for Liam Scales and, and maybe Awata, we'll get to it just shortly, that they, they maybe wouldn't have expected. And it's up to them to step up and show that they deserve to be Celtic players, isn't it? Um, it's just so bizarre to have four centre-halves injured at the one time. Carter Vickers, Navarroke, um, Stephen Welsh and Yuki Kobayashi. Just very unusual. I would like to think it's bad luck. There's a couple of conspiracies doing the rounds about the sports science team and, and Brendan Rodgers being famed for having players with muscle injuries due to the intensity of training. I'm really by that. I think you can just have a, a run of bad luck and I think and hope that that's what's going on just now. Um, you mentioned Alistair Johnson sinking and, and it is a huge boost to have him back. Not just what he brings as a as a player, but he's already become quite a big personality within the team. Oh, he has, you know, he has definitely. I mean, he loves a tackle. Um, he's just a, like an old-fashioned right back, uh, digs in. Um, but he adds, he adds so much to the team in terms of his personality as well. Um, you know, off the field, his, his interviews are always, always good to watch. But having him back's a big, a big plus. I mean, don't get me wrong, Ralston does a job for us, but he's definitely, he's definitely second choice when it comes to, when it comes to Alistair Johnson. So no, he's a really, really. Good to have him back, but I mean, it's, it's good to get some good news. But with with the good news, obviously, you're still missing that. The centre half such a key position for Celtic, such a key position because there's so much involvement. The way we always play under Ange and stuff like that is the centre half playing out for the back. So bringing in people out the cold, I know Liam Scales obviously was part of pre season. He obviously played the Aberdeen a lot last season, but coming out the cold to come into Celtic. Um, it's, it's, it's not an easy, it's not an easy task for them, but they'll need to hit the ground running. Come, 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 St. Johnson game. Yeah, it's a challenge for for a few of them, and obviously they've then get that you know huge game at Ibrox the following week. So yeah, you know, tall order for anyone just to step into that. Um, let's look at the lineup and, and what we think it's going to look like against St. Johnson. So Joe Hart, I don't expect any change there. You can tell me if you think otherwise. But as you mentioned, he was speaking to the media, and the biggest thing I took away from his press conference was that he reiterated a couple of times. That he and his teammates have, have bought in, and he used the term bought in to what the manager's looking to do. Did you find that interesting? Do you think that's in direct response to some of the, the flack they'll have taken this week? Yeah, the players are backing the manager and, the, and, and vice versa um, in both press conferences, but he's saying that um, they've not changed anything they're doing in training. The intensity is still there. They can't possibly work that. He finished off the conference and we couldn't possibly work any harder, mm-hmm. which was very, very interesting. But I think for me, uh, Joe, Hart's, Joe Hart will start. Um, tomorrow and obviously the weekend. So, yeah, I think um, his press conference was very, very interesting. I mean, the two press conferences asked if there's going to be a reaction, and they don't like that word. Professional footballers they don't, and man, they don't like they don't like the word reaction. What he kind of reacted to was they're going to look for a improved performance, but he very, very touched on the fact that they weren't going to change a lot of the stuff that they've been working on. It's just the buy-ins there. It's just implementing it on the on the park. And I think that's the only thing it was missing, as you've seen at the weekend. It was interesting, his choice of words. You're right, you know, he said he didn't want to say there'd be a reaction because that would indicate that they hadn't been working hard and hadn't been performing and that they'd been really slack. Mm-hmm. And he was keen to stress, as you say, he finished off the press conference by saying we couldn't possibly work any harder, so we'll continue the good work and hopefully, you know, things will start to to improve just in terms of the performances. Um, so yeah, Hart will definitely start in goals. Back four, less clear. So I'll give you the question marks. You can tell me the answers. Go on right back, um, does he start with Ralston or does Johnson get thrown back in? I'll get to you in a second on it. Yeah. Center half, Lager Bielka will definitely be one of the starters, but will it be with Scales or does Iwata get a chance in there next to him? 
And at left back, Greg Taylor, a lot of chat about his form or lack of. Um, but does he continue to get the nod? Or has Burnaby been doing enough behind the scenes to potentially get a chance? So what's your back four looking like? Back four, um, if, if Johnson's ready to go, I think he comes straight in. Have you trained well enough? No, and you're right, I think Scales gets the nod at centre half uh, alongside Lagabelka. And I, and I do believe Taylor continues at left back. So that's my that's my back four. There is a big question mark. Obviously, Alistair Johnson, you don't want to rush him back from injury. Because um, Ralston, to, to, no disrespect to St. Johnson, could probably get through that game. And um, we keep keep Johnson for, obviously, the Rangers game the week after. But I would, potentially, you want to give Johnson minutes. So probably start with Alston and then hopefully get Johnson at least half an hour on the legs in preparation for going to Ibrox the following week. And why does Greg Taylor still get the nod for you, despite his, his poor form? I, I don't see with Taylor. If Burnaby hadn't <laughs> slept in and obviously got himself into a bit of hot water off the field, I think he would be there or thereabouts for a, for the nod. But I just think he'll stick with Taylor. Um, being at home um, as well and having the crowd behind you. I mean, I think he'll give Taylor a chance. I think, not just for Taylor, I think he'll give a lot of the guys from Sunday a chance to make amends. I know we're going to run for the rest of the team in a second, but I think he'll give Taylor a nod based on that. I don't think he'll... Rogers is pretty very much his own man. He won't he won't listen to outside noise about it. obviously he sees Taylor in training and, and he's seen his performances. I think he'll get another chance to to prove himself against St. Johnson uh, on Saturday before, before he, he makes his decision. He might do, so let's see. Um midfield again, there's there's a one particular question mark. I think it's got to be Callum McGregor and Matt O'Reilly. Um but who joins him, Sinky? So Turnbull obviously get the nod the first couple of games of the season, done well in match day one, less so in match day two. And then uh, Odin Thiago home stepped in at Kilmarnock and, and didn't really get going. He's a guy that we can see he's got something about him, but didn't really get going. So does he give Thiago home another chance at home, Big White Park, or does David Turnbull come back in for you? I think Turnbull comes back in. Um, home done okay against Kilmarnock. I think well, well, I mean, he started with Turnbull at the start of the season. Turnbull had a great pre-season. Um, so I think he'll come back in for home and home will be on the bench. Um, just a bit of experience as well. Turnbull g- gives you that. I mean, don't get me wrong, people say it slows the, slows the play down. You've got Matt O'Reilly, you've got McGregor in there as well. So I think he'll start with Turnbull. What do you make of the, the recent criticism of Callum McGregor? So we've had a few messages this week across Twitter and YouTube yeah. saying that he's done, you know, quite, really quite extreme messages. And whilst I agree he's been a bit off form, it's a big statement to say that, you know, your skipper, the guy who's picked up 20-odd trophies for Celtic, who's really, you know, kicked us on the last couple of seasons. And it's really extreme to say he's done after a, a couple of bad games, isn't it? Where do you stand? Definitely not. I mean, he's only he's only turned 30. Um, that, that for me, McGregor makes his tick. And against against Kilmarnock, they singled him out. McInnes has said it before about McGregor. If you stop him for playing, you stop Celtic for playing. So he was very isolated. We covered that in the, the, the show the other, the other week. But... He's he's a he's a main man. He's a captain. He's a skipper. He's he's definitely he's hundred percent not finished. Uh, he's got loads to offer. It's just where we play him. I mean, is it the six or is it the more advanced role? Um, prefer. I mean, I like I like McGregor getting the ball off the back off the back four 
and, and, and moving it through the middle. But I think against Kilmarnock, we never got to see that. Well, a lot of the teams we actually missed the midfield out because we, we were that desperate to shell it up the park. So, mm-hmm. no, I think he's going to come good. Absolutely. I've not got any qualms about that whatsoever. I'd agree with you on that, but I do think there's an onus on Rodgers and McGregor's teammates to get closer to him. You know, you can't leave him isolated. Um, he's like, listen, he's a fit young man, but at 30 years of age, you need to be smart about it as well. You know, I, I think he's got a great engine and, and good legs, and, and we see that bit of acceleration now and then when he does, you know, step forward into the final third. But like the way uh, Rodgers managed Bruni, you've just got to, you know, protect him. Generally speaking, it was Bruni with McGregor next to him, wasn't it, back in the, the yeah. first spell? And I wonder if Rodgers maybe has seen over the last couple of games that Gal McGregor's a serious talent, but you need to get guys around him to to make sure you get the best out of him. So we'll look out for any wee tweaks to the system uh, over the next few weeks. In terms of up top, it's, it's got to be Kyogo through the middle, hasn't it? He's been one of the, the genuine yeah. shining lights over the few games. He's been in pretty good form. Even last week, you know, the team didn't play well, but I think Kyogo got more than pass marks. He's got two goals in, in his two league games, so all good there. But the wings are the wingers, a wee bit less obvious this time around. You'd have to expect Yang to get a start, wouldn't you? He'd been chapping the door. He could possibly have got a start against Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, again, he's one of the few guys that, that actually came on and, and done something in the game and looked to make things happen. So mm-hmm. I'd expect he'll get the nod, Sinky. Let me know what you think. And if he does, is it a badder or Maeda that drops out? This is what I was trying to get at when I was talking about the Taylor stuff. I, I do believe he'll, he'll stick to that front three. I don't. I do not. I don't, honestly, I don't think he'll change it. Tina, I think he'll, he'll he'll stick to that. He'll give them another opportunity to to prove themselves before they kind of weeks him out the team. Uh, ideally, I mean, Yang came on as I said. He came on against Aberdeen, created a, a great goal, great assist, great feet in the box. He's there. He's, he's he's there or thereabouts. But I do think he'll stick to. He'll give these guys another chance to prove themselves. I'd be very surprised if he changes the front three. But Yang, you're right. He's knocking on the door. And I want I want to see me looks a big strong. Doesn't look like a typical winger type. Looks very very powerful. Um, big part like obviously Celtic Park. It would be um, it can show us what it can do. But I think again, again he'll, he'll come on uh, in the second half um, and shows. But I think I think I do believe Rogers will stick to these guys and give them another opportunity because um, he, he, he won't want to kind of he won't want to dishearten these guys. I know that if you deserve to be dropped, you deserve to be dropped. I think the whole Kilmarnock game, you could probably drop most of the most of the team after that performance, but I do think he'll stick with that, that front three and they'll he'll mix up in the second half. It's uh, it's an interesting one from the point of view that first and foremost, Celtic have got to win against St. Johnson. That's the bottom line. We'll get to St. Johnson just in a second and how much they're there for the taking at this moment in time. But obviously the three points on Saturday is the most important thing. But how much do you think Rodgers will be having half an eye on Ibrox next Sunday, that's that's a huge game, isn't it? And as soon as the final whistle goes against St. Johnson, all eyes turn to that. How much of that, you know, do you think he'll be trying to keep guys ticking along, introducing new players, or will he be playing it? Do you think he'll play it pretty safe with he'll, that one in mind? He'll play it safe with that one in mind, because we've got, I mean, we've got a week to prepare. So as I said, we, need, we want to get minutes in some people's legs. He's probably now getting to a point where, Take away the injuries, he'll start to know what he's starting at Levin's going to be, his strongest start at Levin's going to be. Um, so I think the St. Johnson game kind of came at a better time. Obviously, you're going to mention talking about their form in a wee second, but as I said, for us to get back to where we need to be, it's the, it's the perfect opportunity uh, against the perfect opponent. But I do think Johnson definitely needs minutes in his legs, and Yang will get a chance to kind of prove himself later on in the game uh, and potentially home as well. So 
Ah. I believe they start starting 11 tomorrow. Obviously, there might be a couple of signings coming in, but hopefully um, would be very, very close to the starting 11 he would have at Ibrox the week after. You might be right. So I'll just recap your 11. So Hart and goals. Yep. Probably Ralston at right back with Alistair Johnson getting some game time later in the match. Lagard Bielka and Scales in the centre. Greg Taylor keeping his place at left back. Uh, midfield three, Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly, David Turnbull. And same three up top, Kyogo, Abada and Maeda. Sankey, if you think being a Celtic fan's been a shift the last week or so, you want to try being a St. Johnson fan uh, over the last few weeks. So to be honest with you, we couldn't have handpicked a better opponent to try and get our own confidence back up, uh, including the League Cup stuff. They've lost five of their six games so far. That includes defeats by Stirling Albion, Air United and Stenhouse Muir in the League Cup section. They've yet to score a goal uh, in the league from their two games, and I think it's 11 goals in total they've conceded so far. To give you another stat, Celtic are unbeaten against St. Johnson in their last 26 meetings. They've won 23 and drawn just three. So that comes from Celtic FC Trivia on Twitter, if you want to check them out. Um, it's a tough old time to be a St. Johnson fan. Absolutely. And I hope you have no set, hope you have no set us up for the result of the century after, after, after all these stats. No, as, listen, we should be beating St. Johnson anyway. Um, I know they're having a, they're having a right right tough time. Um, they're always there and thereabouts for for the relegation battle, but this this could be the, this could be the year uh, they, they finally they finally drop to the championship. So no, listen, I'm no. You know you're going to ask me for a scoreline prediction later on, but um, we should be winning this very very comfortably. And it's, as I said, it's a good game for us to get. Get, get the momentum going, get ourselves back on track. And as I said, I'm not worried about the opposition uh, at all. I'm just all I want to see is a, a positive result and reaction and a bit of performance. And as I said, the platform's all there, um, playing, it, playing it in front of Celtic Park in front of our home, home fans. So, no, St. Johnson, definitely want to be a St. Johnson fan. My season ticket would be handed in by now, probably. Um, so, no, definitely, mate. I'll so stick to the hoops for now. Yeah, for now. Um, it's a tough, tough old gig for Callum Davidson. I think he's a good manager. Um, I've actually met him a couple of times. He's a, he's a really decent guy and just a, a real football guy. But he's got a hard job at St. Johnson and at clubs like that where you constantly lose your best players year on year. And I'm not sure how well he's been back this time around. I, I've seen a lot of frustration online from St. Johnson fans about just the lack of, of investment. They've brought in a bundle of guys, but they're, they're generally loans or free signings. Two of which uh, are a couple of defenders, a guy called Sam McClelland, who's come from Chelsea under 21s, yep. and a boy called Oladari Ofunwa, who's come from Liverpool under mm -hmm. 21s. Decent pedigree, but it's yet to be to be seen if they can perform in the you know in senior football. But that aside, a couple of other guys, none of which we could claim to know much about. I did see that Andy Considine, you know, we'll know him well from his Aberdeen days yeah. and Scotland days. He's been lining up at left back for them, uh, and that was yeah. the case against Ross County last week. That's got to be an opportunity, if that is the case, at Celtic Park for a badder or somebody to really go at them. They're not in great shape at all, are they? No, absolutely not. Andy, Andy Constantine, that's, that's, um, he loves a card. Guys had more cards than Clinton's. So uh, you've, you've just uh, you just put an idea in my head from my accumulator on Saturday. Thanks for that, mate. Um, but no, they're, they're, Andy Constantine's been about the block for years. Um I, they're not in great shape, so they really. I mean, bringing in the young boys from Chelsea, as you mentioned, but nah, they're, they're, they're not, there's not, nothing really there, is there, <laughs> to, to worry about as such. If he's if he's playing, it's, it'll be a field day, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and I wonder how um, 
Callum Davidson approaches it, you know, does he park the bus and, and take the flak that that might bring? But does that just lead to an onslaught? Does he try and have a go? I, I think he'll have a, a right headache at this moment in time, whether he stick or twist, and, and I'm not sure any will work for him at Celtic Park. I think any there's no version of St. Johnson, practically, or playing personnel wise just now that should cause Celtic any trouble, but Football's not like that. It's not all played on paper and there's obviously a bit of disruption in each camp so we'll, we'll need to see what goes. I don't want to, uh, yeah. to burst your bubble, Tino, but um, Callum Davidson got sacked last year. Uh, Steve McLean's the manager of St. Johnson. Sorry, mate. Should you really do my research, thank you. <laughs> I know. I was like, I just had to roll. I just had to roll with you, man. I just I've gone big on uh, Callum Davidson there over the last <laughs> you, few years. You such a nice guy. I was like, oh, no, man. I get, I get, I get the bullet last year, <laughs> Listen, just because he's been stacked doesn't mean he's not still a nice guy. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a consultant of football. He's upstairs in the boardroom now, mate. Fair enough. Uh, Steve McLean, maybe less of a nice guy, or certainly when it comes to Celtic. He's um, <laughs> he's always had a bit between his teeth. teeth. I think he's uh, potentially Rangers-minded and scored a few goals, I think, for Hearts and maybe St. Johnson himself against Celtic over the years. So uh, he'll certainly be fired up, um, more so than <laughs> Callum right. Davidson, who might be on the golf course tomorrow instead. Um, <laughs> thanks for the heads up on that. Uh, scoreline prediction, uh, you've mentioned it enough. Yep, of course, I'm going to ask you. So, across the three games so far, or the three competitive games, only Brydos called one right. He called the 3 1 win over Aberdeen. Joe um, was wrong last week against Kelly, as were all of us. And Paddy never quite hit the mark on match day one uh, against Ross County. So, what are you going to go for for this one? Even with the patched up back four, I'm going to say clean sheet. And I am going to say 3 0 Celtic. 3-0. Do you want the scorers? Kyogo <laughs> Brace. And, the, and um, I'm going to go with Abada, actually. Abada. Okay, we'll see how accurate you are there. Okay. Uh, I'm going big. I'm going 5-0. I think okay. it's been a, a tough week since Kamalak. A lot of flat coming the players' way and that'll have stung them. Uh, likewise, Rogers. I'm sure they'll have been fired up and motivated at training this week. You could argue there's been some overreaction uh, in certain quarters, and potentially from us too. You know, you you come in immediately after the game on Sunday, but then do the show on Monday night, and emotions are still running high. So, you know, there's been a lot of chat, a lot of flack doing the rounds. And I just think the players are about to prove a point. You've touched on it. Celtic Park, wide open spaces, 60,000. We don't have Callum Davidson to worry about. That's a big plus, of course. Um, and I think Celtic will really come at them, and I think we're going to see a, a strong scoreline if not 5 nothing, I really do think it'll be there or thereabouts. Thank you. Any final comments as we start to wrap this one up for today? Uh, no, I'm just wanting, I'm looking for a, a positive result. Um, kick back on again. Obviously, get the momentum going before we go to Ibrox uh, next week. And hoping that after the St. John's game, we make some movements in the transfer market as well. Because we definitely need reinforcements in, in, in certain areas. We covered that a lot in the show, and I'm sure we will this week as well. But yeah, I would take any sort of positive result, but the performance is the most the most important part. I want to see more identity. I want to see more of Rodgers' system, the way he wants to play. I want to see the changes from the previous manager. Um, and I want to see guys starting to get back on form. I want to see Taylor having a good game, McGregor having a good game, because I think that there's a bit of unfair criticism when it comes to day two. They've been solid performers for us the last couple of years. So I want to see the guys getting back on form, uh, and I want to see 
Johnson coming back. I want to see Yang get a, a turn to see what he's capable of at, at Parkhead with the wide open spaces you mentioned. And then home potentially coming on as well and getting through the game with no new injuries would be an absolute Brucey bonus also. So yeah, that's pretty much it, mate. Yeah, fingers absolutely crossed for no more injuries. <laughs> The good thing over the last 20 minutes or so was that allowed me to forget all about the lack of signing talk, so you've just brought that back to the fore, but for the meantime, listen, next week will take care of itself in terms of, of who we bring in, and there's got to be movement there, 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 just, there just has to be, um, but the good thing is, for now, and getting into tomorrow, we can just look forward to you know another day back at Celtic Park and hopefully uh, a big response from the players. So the boys are back at Celtic Park on Saturday, and we'll be targeting a big one ahead of next weekend's Glasgow Derby. The pressure's on after last week's loss, but things should should come good against St. Johnson, a team who are struggling at the foot of the table. We'll be back here on the Celtic Exchange Plus shortly after the final whistle to bring you all the big talking points from Celtic Park. But in the meantime, from myself and Sinky, thanks for listening and enjoy the game. Mm-hmm.